Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, here to bring you another chilling story to keep you up at night. Before we start the episode, I want to, as always, invite you to my website, myhaunteddolls.com. Be sure to go there and check out my shop. All the books I've published are out there and a few other items of merchandise. Order your book today and you'll get it autographed. You can also find my books on any online book dealer, Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble. It is on Kindle. And I also have a few on audiobooks, so be sure to check those out. While you're at it, go to my YouTube channel, My Haunted Dolls. You can find the link to it on my website, or just go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash My Haunted Dolls. And you can check out the videos of the EVPs, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, and evidence I've captured from the haunted dolls and items in my collection right here in my home. Be sure to check that out because you won't be dis- you will not be disappointed. And speaking of my haunted collection, tonight I want to share a story that I can't believe I have not shared yet. This is a pretty terrifying story about a haunted doll, a cursed doll. Now, you might remember this past Halloween, 2021, I visited and shared a story about Annabelle, the famous haunted doll. But did you know that I have my very own do- my, my very own doll, just like Annabelle? My doll's name is Lori, and there was a time when she was possessed by something evil. So now I share with you the true story of my Dolly Not-So-Dearest. A client of mine whom I will call Vivian, took an interest in haunted dolls after seeing several listings for such items on eBay. If you perform a haunted doll search on a site like eBay, you will find many listings for dolls, paintings, and other items alleged to be haunted by a ghost or two. The problem, aside from there being some sellers who are being dishonest, in order to make a fast buck, is that sometimes an item alleged to be haunted may not be haunted by something positive. Vivian, whose curiosity took place before she and I crossed paths, would find this out soon enough. Vivian was a fan of the paranormal, particularly ghosts, She had a keen interest in finding a way to have her own spooky experience, 
perhaps even inviting a spirit to live with her in her house. Her first thought to accomplish this was purchasing a haunted doll, for she possessed a love of dolls as well. While scoping out the many listings of beautiful yet haunted dolls listed for sale at the time, she came across a listing for one said to have a spirit named Lori attached to it. The doll looked like something out of Gone with the Wind, with its lovely green velvet antebellum dress and coat, the matching hat, ginger locks of hair, and bright sparkling eyes. So angelically beautiful and captivating was the doll that Vivian found it difficult not to adopt her. The spirit, Lori, was said to be that of a young woman in her early twenties who lived back during the antebellum times in America. She was a pleasant spirit with a sweet personality, was caring and very protective of her owner. Lori passed away at a young age due to an unknown illness, one of many that probably ran rampant through the country during that time. The seller described Lori as being more like a guardian angel than just a spirit. She said the spirit brought peace and harmony into the household and even good luck. Some of the claimed ghostly experiences with the doll were footsteps, objects sometimes moving around, and a woman's voice heard speaking from the seller's spirit box when she attempted to investigate it. By all accounts, this ghost was a human spirit and a pleasant one at that. With such an angelic-looking doll and such a positive story attached to it, what could go wrong, Vivian thought to herself. She immediately put in to purchase the doll. The listing was a buy-it-now type listing, so she did not even have to wait and bid on it. The doll was shipped rather quickly to Vivian, and she received it at her her Baton Rouge, Louisiana home within a few days. She excitedly opened the box and pulled Lori out for a look. The doll seemed almost to smile at her. Absolutely nothing felt wrong with it. Vivian found a place in her living room for the doll and put her on display eager to see what would happen and if she'd experience any of the ghostly occurrences for herself. Unfortunately, what she was about to experience was far from what the doll's prior owner described. A week passed with nothing happening in Vivian's home. The only other occupant of the house was her roommate, Anna, who was skeptical and not at all interested in the paranormal. Vivian and her roommate were good friends and had lived together for at least a few years in the the home. Prior to obtaining this doll, they'd never experienced anything strange. Eager to see something happen with this doll, Vivian started to feel a little bit disappointed. Early one morning, about two weeks after the doll's arrival, 
Vivian awoke to the feeling of a stinging sensation running down her right arm. Her pajamas consisted of a sleeveless t-shirt and shorts. She slept on her left side with her right arm and shoulder exposed above the covers. It felt as though something had taken four needles and dragged them along with her shoulder down to her forearm. Sitting up in bed, her eyes adjusting to the daylight that poured through her window curtains, she turned her head to the right to look down at her arm. On the surface of the flesh of her right arm were four vertical scratches running from the top of her arm down to her elbow. Judging by the dry blood dotting each scratch, it appeared they'd happened at some point during the night while she slept. A cry from the hallway reached her ears. The sound came from the bedroom of her roommate. Springing up from the bed, she hurried down the hallway and to Anna's bedside. There she found Anna sitting on the edge of the bed with her hand holding her right arm. The breath caught in Vivian's throat as she slowly approached Anna and looked at her arm. Anna took her hand away to show Vivian what she'd found on her arm when she woke up. There, going from the top of her right arm to the elbow, were the exact same four scratches. Vivian showed her arm to Anna, and both women stared at each other, slack-jawed. There were no pets living in their home, and the doors and windows of their apartment were locked tight. Both women came up empty as to an explanation for how the scratches occurred. A few more nights passed with no occurrence. Then on the third morning after the scratches, Vivian awoke to a stinging sensation, this time on her left leg. Sitting up and throwing back the covers, she found four claw marks running down her leg. Dried blood bubbled along each mark. The scratches ran perfectly vertical alongside each other, as if once again, someone or something had dug long fingernails into her flesh and dragged them along for five or six inches. When she got out of bed to check on Anna, she found her in the hallway bathroom with her left foot propped up on the toilet lid and her house coat tail lifted to her left knee, and as she inspected her own leg, the same scratches ran down the same exact area of her leg. Anna looked at Vivian and frowned. Don't tell me it happened to you too. Vivian nodded and showed her own newly acquired scratch marks. The similarities were beyond sinister. Vivian now wondered if something else clung to the doll she invited into her home. Something not nice like the seller described. The next night, the violent nightmares began. 
When speaking of these nightmares, Vivian described them as like nothing she ever dreamed before in her entire life. And the first one, she found herself walking through their house in almost solid blackness, save for a few slits of light that came through the windows. The temperature felt ice cold, and she wrapped her arms around her shoulders, rubbing them to try to stay warm. Inside their living room, she flipped the switch for the lights, but nothing happened. She went from room to room, trying the light switches and lamps, but nothing worked. Suddenly, she felt like she was being watched. Somewhere inside the house, a snarl emitted from the darkness. Vivian felt the sudden urge to run to her bedroom. When she reached it, she dove for the bed and crawled under the covers, cocooning herself within. After a few moments passed, Vivian lowered the cover from her eyes and looked toward the doorway. Standing in the doorframe was what she could only describe as a misshapen humanoid creature. Its head was slanted at an unnatural angle, and the arms hung awkwardly down to its sides, but no hands were attached. It held no features, not even a face, but appeared completely black, like a shadow. A snarl erupted from the thing and into her bedroom, causing the walls to vibrate around her. Vivian woke up from the nightmare, sitting straight up in bed, sweat pouring down her face and neck. It was morning and sunlight pilfered the room. No creatures appeared before her, and no snarls vibrated the room. Only the silence of the house and the chirping of the birds from outside reached her ears. Though the creature vanished with the daylight... It was far from gone. Over the next several nights, Vivian experienced even more nightmarish images in her sleep. In one dream, she found herself inside a slaughterhouse. The light inside was dim, but she still saw dried blood running down the walls on all sides. The smell of rotten meat filled her nostrils. Screams like that of a wounded animal drifted around her, yet she saw no sign of life within the large room or any source for the noise. As she spun in a circle around the room looking for a way out, she spotted the same dark, misshapen mass standing not too far behind her. It stood at least eight feet tall and towered over her, its arms outstretched. She realized to her horror that the screams were coming from within the body of this creature. It rushed at her, and she awoke again in her bed in a cold sweat. In other dreams, she visualized people being murdered 
creatures devouring flesh and other similar grotesque images. Each time she awoke in that same cold sweat, and every time, though she found herself alone in her room, she did not feel she really was alone. Even in the daylight, she always felt like something was watching her wherever she went. She sat down with her roommate and discussed her nightmares and feelings. Much to her surprise, her roommate described having the exact same nightmares and the same feeling of being watched. Something seemed to badly want to terrorize both women and all of it seemed to start with the Lori doll entering their home. The final straw occurred one morning when Vivian awoke in her bed once again from a terrible nightmare. She dreamed that a faceless attacker, what appeared to be a large man with no face, was pinning her to the ground, his fingers around her neck and squeezing tightly, trying to strangle her. When she woke, much to her horror, she still felt the fingers holding tightly around her throat. Though she saw nothing there, she felt an invisible presence pinning her down into the mattress, its icy invisible hands squeezing her throat hard. She struggled to breathe, her face wincing in pain. In her mind, a memory flashed from when she was a child and went to church with her parents. She remembered learning about angels and demons and how prayer held power enough to fight off the devil and any of his minions. Instantly, she began praying over and over in her mind for God in the name of Christ to cast away this being. She kept silently chanting the name of Jesus over and over. As she did, the fingers loosened, and the weight on her body felt lighter and lighter. Eventually, the fingers and weight disappeared all at once. She sat up in bed and caught her breath. A burning sensation crawled across the skin of her throat as if something hot had touched it just moments ago. She got up, walked over to the mirror above her dresser, and studied her reflection. On her neck were red marks in the shape of large fingers. The marks remained throughout the morning, but then faded away before the day ended. One of Vivian's close friends heard about my Facebook page called My Haunted Dolls and my work with haunted items. She recommended me to Vivian for contact to see if I could help with ridding her home of the problem doll. She messaged the link for my page to Vivian and Vivian immediately clicked on it and messaged me. When I read her story, something about her message told me that she was genuinely scared. I did not feel this way, that this was just some crazy person seeking attention, especially since all she wanted to do was ship the doll to me and be rid of it. She did not want me to come to her house, 
she did not want anything from me. She just wanted to rid herself of this doll, and she was adamant about this in her message. She wanted no money. She even refused assistance with shipping. She just wanted the address she could send the doll to and would box it up and ship it. She also attached a photo of the doll with her message. One look at the doll's picture, and I sent something not quite right with it. But feeling very comfortable about going ahead with this, I offered my mailing address for the doll to be shipped to. Only two days later, the box arrived at my door via express shipping. This is how badly she wanted the doll out of her home. On the day the box arrived, I was off from work and at home sitting on the sofa with my cat Maddie while enjoying some television. Without warning at all, a sudden sense of nausea flooded my stomach. I had felt completely fine the entire morning, but now suddenly felt as if my nerves stood on end. At the same time, I heard from outside the sound of a motor pulling up in front of my house. The sound loud enough to indicate the vehicle was a delivery truck. The nausea within my stomach grew stronger. Getting up from the sofa, I made my way to the front door and opened it just in time to see the delivery truck peeling rubber down the street away from my house as if in a super hurry. At my doorstep sat the box shipped from Vivian. With shaky hands and while my stomach felt like it may burst, I reached down and picked up the box then retreated back inside the house, closing the door behind me. When I usually bring a package into my house, I take it to the kitchen to open it, as that is where I keep my box cutter. My cat always is curious and loves to jump onto the counter and sit right next to the box to watch me open it. She likes to have a look at what's inside and Once I've removed the item, she likes to sniff out the item and then maybe climb in the box to play. On this particular day, though, with this box from Vivian, my cat took one look at me carrying it, and she skidded across the floor out of the room, hiding inside my bedroom, her small furry face peering out from around the door to watch me. Judging by her reaction and the wide-eyed expression, I knew she sent something terrifying from this box. She refused not only to come near it, but to even come into the room with it. I put the box on the countertop. I got my necklace from the bedroom to wear because it has a blessed crucifix and a couple of blessed medallions on it. Taking the box cutter from one of the kitchen drawers, I slid open the lid and opened the box, and an utter coldness blew from the box into my face. The Lori doll stared up at me with her piercing green eyes. Her matching green velvet dress and that hat gave her the impression of beauty, 
but I was not fooled. I could definitely sense a cold spirit with this item. Taking the doll out of the box, I placed it onto a doll stand to keep it from falling over, and I placed that on the tabletop and retrieved my holy water. Because I have a Christian faith, I believe in God and heaven and that there is a devil on earth prowling and seeking out souls. Along with the devil comes his minions, or demons as we call them, who assist him in his pursuit of human souls. All of my life I have possessed a partial gift of sensitivity towards such spirits. I can usually pick up on the bad vibes of people who have ill intention, but most of all I can pick up on whenever an evil spirit is about. Either I will become nauseous, much like I did in the presence of this doll, or I get sudden shakes throughout my body. As I stared at this doll, the nausea grew overwhelming and I felt a sense of heaviness in the room. I began the binding process with a prayer and the holy water bottle in my hand. I recited the Lord's Prayer over and over. As I did this, I began splashing the holy water on the doll, starting from the top of its head down to the trim of its dress. I continued this process for about a minute. The entity, apparently alarmed and angry at me, began to attempt to make me feel like the walls of the room were closing around me. It felt suddenly claustrophobic in the atmosphere. Refusing to let it bother me, I continued chanting the Lord's Prayer a bit louder this time and splashing the holy water over the doll. Another minute passed, and I felt a sudden tug on the small rope necklace that held the crucifix around my neck. The rope snapped, and the crucifix slipped from my neck, landing on the floor at my feet. I've always been taught not to show fear towards such entities because they feed off of it. And in this case, I refused to be shaken. Instead, I bent over and picked up the crucifix, stood back up, and placed the crucifix on the doll. I then continued with my prayer and the splashing of holy water on the doll. I continued this prayer until the nausea began to creep away and the atmosphere in the room became lighter and lighter. When my cat came in the room and all seemed better, I knew that I had accomplished praying away this evil entity. But just to be sure, I put the lorry doll into a case and sealed it covering the inside with holy water first and giving the doll an extra dose. I then sealed the case, and ever since I've kept that case and the doll inside on the highest shelf in my collection. Over the next month after the binding, I kept in touch with Vivian. I let her know what I had done with the doll, and I asked her to let me know if anything else happened with her. Fortunately, she reported that right after the doll left, 
everything in her house went back to normal. Neither she nor her roommates experienced any nightmares. They had no more scratching or strangulation. All was calm and peaceful. And the doll? So far she has not given me any trouble, but she has let me know once before that there is still a little something inside there. I had a little get-together at my home one evening to bring in my paranormal friends to enjoy some food and have a look at my collection. One of the team members, a young man in his 20s, came to a sudden halt when he saw the lorry doll sitting in the case on the high shelf. My team already knew about the blessing I'd performed on the doll and the story that came with it. This particular team member normally would not have anything to do with dolls, but he stood there riveted, staring at Lori, his eyes wide. He then turned to me with the strangest expression on his face, an expression I'd never seen him give before. He began pleading with me to let him take the doll home. Please, please just let me take her home with me. I, of course, declined his request, and I gently led him from the room, telling him, You need to get away from that doll right now. After I ushered him from the room, he felt normal again and said nothing else about the doll the rest of the night. Even now, when I walk through the artifact room, if I still so much as a glance in Lori's direction... I feel something there staring back at me, pleading to get out. It has tried to make me feel as if it is an innocent doll that will not harm anyone. But after my initial experience, and the hell that the prior owner went through, I know better than that. For the safety of myself and others, never again will that doll leave its case as long as it remains in my possession. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that little tale. Yes, that story does happen to be true. So if you ever get excited about some sort of haunted item that you see online, please be weary, or leery as I should say, and don't purchase it. Because you never know what you might bring into your home. And that is my episode of The Haunted Collection. Thank you so much for tuning in again, and I shall return in a few weeks with another tale of terror. Until then, watch after yourself. Keep those doors and windows locked at night. But by all means, always have a happy haunting. (laughs) 